are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft. This is episode number 141. How am I not canceled yet? But <laughs> nevertheless, I'm joined once again by my good brother here, Benjamin Falbo, as we're going to be previewing all things Catalyst Wrestling as they will be presenting Brave New World this Sunday back in Chilos. But what's going on, brother? How's everything, though? GWP rides again for one night only, baby. One night only. I was gonna say we're we're doing a podcast again. Did we say we wouldn't do this? <laughs> I, I keep feeling like you and me are like the. I swear, I hope to God you and me never develop exclusively and respectively. I hope we never develop like legitimate drug problems because we'd never be able to quit. It would just be like <laughs> it, it just it just comes back somehow. It's like just, just... You and me can't quit a podcast. How are we gonna quit narcotics? Like there's no there's no way we're doing that shit. So oh, and, and because as you and I both know, you and I very long ago both signed a blood oath to both Matthew Ryan and Ash Samuels and Brendan Sokler that we now must swear an oath of fealty to them and uh and pimp out their show that we both work for. So let's do it, shall we? In, in, in less than two minutes, we've already lost our jobs. Know, right? Oh, man, you got to love it. But no, again, it's serious. I definitely – I had to have my good brother here to preview this because it is a stacked card. This whole week, I've had Theo Mack on. I had another GM on. And we've just been previewing amazing shows, and this one definitely is one you're we have GM to talk too. You're a GM too now, ain't you? I am, yes. I am a the new GM. GM. Hey, the good people of Full Fave Wrestling – have full faith in me. You can barely get your fucking mic to work on GWP some weeks. And now someone's trusting well, you with the company. Let's also remember back in the day, we weren't, it, it wasn't as good production value. We didn't have like amazing mics like this. We weren't on camera. We didn't do stuff like that. It was over our phones basically most of the time. It was like, now it's like, okay, we have high value. We have intro videos now, Benny. Exactly. No, that's, so that's good news. <laughs> oh, man. But no, always shout out to the, to the GAWP. Again, it's it's our it's small beginnings, but it's definitely got us where we are today. Absolutely. So, but again, let's not waste any more time because I know this is the reason why people are watching right now. Let's talk about this amazing show that is Cal's Wrestling Presents Brave New World. Again, coming back to Chilos. It's going to be great. Again, it's a night filled with wrestling, tacos, booze. What what else could you want? It's a good night. And then it's again, it's a good, it's an early show too. That's what I love about these shows on Sundays. It's an early show. It's early enough. You get to have the wrestling, then go have a nice dinner. It's it's a great way to end the day. What was the big deal about Catalyst Wrestling? You could dance, snort coke, get your dick sucked, and get your shoes signed, and I'll be back before I've been home by six. Oh, Jesus. Let's hop into the first match up here. Let's talk about this one because it's the real New Yorkers back in action here as Carter Mason and Jaden Newman will be in tag team action against Joe uh, Ghost Shadow here and Jay Fire here. Jay, who we're finally getting to see him in in, in, in ring competition here at Catalyst. If so. uh, if he can uh, if he can work as well as he reps, where we should be in for a good match. Uh, this one has been building for quite some time. I. Don't know what Ghost Shadow is going to have to do to finally get Carter Mason out of his life. He's kind of been pestering him for quite some time. Not just him, but him and his new running buddy, Jaden Newman. Um, so, Ray, um, question for you. You've lived in New York your whole life, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. I grew up on Long Island, but the last decade or so of my life I've spent here in the city. 
Um, I don't know where Houston Street is. Uh, you, you, you know, Houston Street, it's right. It's right between the boulevards, I think. It's it's right over oh. here. It's over. It's over there. It's some right somewhere. They sell a lot of bacon, egg, and cheeses, though. It's it's, it's very popular. It's 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 a Carter Mason, the self professed uh, the self professed uh, big BEC of NYC. He, he likes his bacon, egg, and cheese, man. Well, who, I mean, in fairness, if you're a real New Yorker, how do you not like a bacon, egg, and cheese? New Yorker. Well, well again, I'm just see. I'm 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 not even as good as they are. They get to say it so properly. Right. Because they know the culture. They know it so well. But in all, in all seriousness, uh, you have two guys always consistent in the ring, Carter Mason, Jaden Newman versus Ghost Shadow, and the wild card here being Jay Free. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. But I'm going to have to give it, in this instance, I'm going to have to give it up to Ghost and Jay just because I feel like they have that that synergy more so than Carter and uh, Jaden will. This is one where, again, it's, it's, it's the factor of Ghost Shadow still being that veteran of the game. Ghost Shadow definitely has the most experience in here compared to all four competitors. But then you look at the combination of Jaden Newman and Carter Mason, though. They've not stopped. They've been on a tear as of late all around, not just the the tri-state, but all around the States in general and even in Canada. Smash Wrestling has been dominated as of late with Carter Mason. Jaden Newman has been killing it all over, even WXW as of recently. And even this weekend, he's going to be part of Best of the Best on Saturday. So it's one of those where... You, you, I, I want to go for ghosts because that's Theo right there, but it's hard to argue what the real New Yorkers bring to the table. So, so we'll see where that one goes. Definitely so. But from there, let's now go to some amazing women's action here. Let's go into this one because now I, this is an interesting contest here because JC Storm has been just, she, she's been almost a little bit of a, of a, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything wrong about JC though, because I know she'll probably be watching, and she she definitely slaps hard. But it's it's one of those where I know she's not the favorite here for our lovely management representative, Allison Danger. She's definitely mm. been one to just mess with Allison here, attacking Valentina during the women's championship tournament one, and then trying to sneak her way out of actual tournament action here. So it seems uh, karma is uh, fairly due to catch up with J.C. Storm any day now, and it might just have to be the Cyber Witch that does that. Uh, Kid Bandit making that glorious transition into the women's division. Uh, wonderful to see them there. And ever since arriving, we saw her make a spectacular debut, which recently aired on YouTube this past mm -hmm. week against Vanilla Vargas, Triple A's Vanilla Vargas, and a spectacular one-on-one -on -one matchup. And um, she is... Kid Bandit is very proficient at that Joshi-style wrestling that you don't really see a whole lot in the States anymore. AEW really started to bring it back a little bit, yeah. but you know you don't see a whole lot of that on the indies right now. So it's nice to see somebody kind of keeping that style and that level of presentation alive and well. As an anime fan myself, uh, seeing that kind of uh, content uh, kind of placed into wrestling a little bit does my heart some good. No, definitely so. And again, this is one where it's almost... It, it started with Vanilla Vargas there. We saw what Kid Bandit could do, a part of the women's division here. And I feel like it's another step here to possibly leading to that women's championship as the Catalyst Wrestling women's division is trying to now come back together here. Um, but JC, again, I feel like is going to be that blockade here. It's going to be that, hey, this is my division. You're just a guest in it, in a sense. This is my world. You're just living yeah, in so it. So it's, it's one of those, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen this Saturday here. 
But if I have to give my guess, if I have to give my pick, I'll go with Kid because that they're my girl. Yeah. I love them. But you know what? Hey, JC, they're 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 sneak they're sneaky. They're they're good at slipping by. They're good at getting what they want. So we'll have to wait and see. It, it's definitely again. It comes to that that experience factor to me. I feel like JC maybe just by a little margin has a little more time in her reign or in her in her current run. But uh, Kid Bandit definitely she has had some of the best teachers though. When you think about the being a part of that original, I believe original or second class of the Nightmare Factory there, and then again learning under the Santino Brothers Academy, there's so much knowledge that she has about the business. It's hard to go against her in this one. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens on Saturday. But this one is a matchup I've been looking forward to. I had Theo Mac on last night. We definitely got into it about this, and it's going to be those Callus. Tag team championships on the line again, going into a year and almost a year and a half now, years and change here for the Tri State slash Demon Saints, defending here against Rob Killjoy and White Mike. If you guys listen to the podcast, like if you haven't so far, go check out the replay as well. But we heard what Mac had to say, we heard Mac talk about the factor of he feels like White Mike maybe doesn't take this matchup as seriously as he should. He feels like even the promo picture, White Mike is more of that just he's having too much fun here instead of treating this like a business and treating this professionally. And you say that, and it's hard not to agree in that sense because here you have a, a dynamic. You have a, a, a you have this faction, this group, this very impromptu family. You have the Saints who have been running roughshod or catalyst through most of 2022 into 2023 and you have rob killjoy who is actively pound for pound one of the best professional wrestlers in catalyst wrestling and i'd wager the indies but at the same time you have white mike somebody i'm actually legitimately unfamiliar with who i understand is has teamed with rob quite consistently but again like you have two guys who have not teamed in this environment together before against another team who has gelled miraculously over the last year plus. So I would have to give the edge to the Saints in this instance. Now that, again, Theo Mac isn't here and I can be a little more impartial because last night I had to make sure I was very I, – I, I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I didn't get a lariat when I see Theo Mac. Um, Steve, you're in the shit. But now I do want to be a little more impartial. I do want to give this factor of – Again, White Mike is no stranger to the ring, and he's no stranger to tag team gold. We can mention it here. There's a reason why White Mike and Rob Kildray know each other so well because they faced off time and time again as well. They faced off so many battles when you think of the Jim Nasty Boys versus the Ugly Ducklings, which if anyone is still unfamiliar with the Jim Nasty Boys, it is now the great competitor we know, the infinite man himself, T.I.M., and White Mike, they used to be one of the best tag teams down in the South as well. So when you think of what White Mike's experience is, it's one of those where I get it. He might not be the most, he doesn't show always that crazy, like, let's do this mentality. He wants to have some fun in there, but it's led to championships for him. So I, I feel like it might yes. have to be that same mentality when it comes to Sunday. And I hope that Theo Mac is ready and the Saints are ready because they might be underestimating this team here because they're thinking, oh, we faced the Ducks before. Are we ready for this combination here with Rob Kill with Rob Killjoy and White Mike? Could we see an upset in Brooklyn? 
anything it, it, is it could be the only thing i will give to the saints as well is another advantage is we still we never know what combination of the saints we're going to see and we talked i talked about Absolutely. last night with theo mac the thing with the demon saints the tri-state saints is there's a rolodex of members Look at recently, we got Deshaun Pratt unk getting added to the group. And it's like there's so many more. Again, unfortunately, our fallen our fallen unk and G's cannot be a part of this, but we know there's so many more. There's still the factor of can we see Joker make a return eventually as well? Deshaun Pratt is he possibly can want to pull double D. They have Dominic De Niro, they have Theo Mack, but there's so many more that could just make their way. So pop up from out of nowhere. So hey, maybe there's another Saint lurking in the wings somewhere but we will have to wait and see on yep. to the next match which let's, is let's talk about this one because again it was announced that due to o'shea edwards winning the Cal's wrestling heavyweight championship which is still insane and we'll talk about that later on though about that ending that historic reign but due to that he is he has been forced to vacate one of his two championships and he has decided that he does want to remain in that heavyweight division. So he's decided to vacate the television championship here. And we are now left with a tournament to crown that very next champion. So let's go into this one, a matchup that definitely has a lot more story than just a regular tournament matchup. As it will be the newest member of the Hudson County Horror Show himself, that NCAA athlete, Ray Jazz going head-to-head with a guy I know very well, Dr. Sleep, Anthony Gangone. Oh, do, do you know him? <laughs> yeah, uh, gee, I wouldn't have guessed. You don't, you don't talk about how you're friends with him all the fucking time. I, I just have to bring it up, though. It's, 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 again, he's one of my good friends. What a Sunday brunch with you, too. <laughs> oh... <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on this one. Um, Anthony Gangone uh, still uh, has not quite rid himself of the Hudson County Horror Show, and he's coming off of two back-to-back victories: one against uh, one against Twitch at Rock the Bell House, and one and up as a part of the team alongside uh, Bobby G- Bobby Orlando and Ron Bass Jr. Uh, versus the uh, trio of Devontae's King Jeter and Twitch once again, and. Now he's facing a very different kind of challenger. And even if Gangone were to do prep work on the work of Ray Jazz, I don't know how necessarily ready he is for this version of Ray Jazz. This is this bear in mind, this will uh, be um, it'll only be Ray Jazz's second singles appearance for Catalyst Wrestling since aligning himself with Zach Amico's Hudson County Horror Show at Rock the Bell House, a decision nobody saw coming because, quite frankly, Ray Jazz is as far removed from that as you can possibly get in terms of visuals and yeah. presentation. And yet ever since aligning himself with with, uh, with the Jersey Devils reject of uh, Zach Amico, he, this, he seems to have brought out this hidden psychosis, this hidden uh, douchebaggery that we it- didn't... It's so weird because it fits. It's like, it's one of those that you didn't expect that's like, okay, there's anyone to be added to the Hudson County Horror Show. Ray Jazz was not that, it wasn't on the bingo card. It's not like this was the automatic, like, okay, that would make sense. It's like, but now seeing what he's done under this influence of Zach Amico, 
it's crazy to think that Ray Jazz is now on even a different level than he already was. Again, when we talk about just what he did in his his initial stint here at Catalyst, he defeated that former Triple Crown winner in Casey Navarro. He's done some amazing fleets just on his own. Imagine what he could do now with Zach Amico. Seeing somebody like Ray Jazz in this in this type of faction, though, it, but what's what led us to this point was up until I want to say at least three or four months ago, the tail end of uh, 2022, yeah. at least he was on a bit of a losing streak, and it resulted in him beating two pounds of shit out of Akira after the bell during their uh, Red Hook yeah. encounter, and. He he talks about his you know jazz tip of the day, and now it seems like he's genuinely out to get everybody. And who better to facilitate that than somebody like Zach Amico, who ironically will not be in attendance this weekend. He's off doing various uh, entertainment-related enterprises, contractually obligated, yeah. of course. But um, uh, his influence will still be extending from afar. And uh, and I but again, uh, Gangone has been on an upward tick for a very long time now in Catalyst Wrestling. There was a period of time where he seemed like he was kind of stuck, almost living the worst day of his life over and over again at the hands of Zach Amico. And now he seems as though he's finally gotten back on track. He's he's winning matches back-to-back again. And, you know, Dr. Sleep, the rogue, uh, the one above all, as we both know and love him, uh, I would, I am very confident in him that he does know what he's getting into here. And, And when he needs to, Anthony Gangone can be a very dangerous man so it might be i don't think ray i don't think he's stuck in that ring with ray jazz i think ray jazz is stuck in that ring and again it adds a whole nother element now that zach amico won't be there which again i'm not saying that ray jazz needs zach amico to be there but i feel like it just adds a little bit more to anthony gangone now because now it's his mind games being played i will say though what is to stop it, who is what is to stop one of the other Hudson County and, Horror Show members from a And this is where it's unfortunate for Anthony Gang. And even though, even though, even though the clown is not in attendance, uh, the circus is very much still in town. So you got to keep that in mind. Bear in mind the Hudson County Horror Show. They're a group of of weird, hyper violent monsters, but they're not stupid. They know how this shit works. They know how to play the game. Zach has taught them well. I, um, so, you know, I have all the confidence in him, but I will say to Anthony Gangon, please be careful. I, uh, I would not agree or disagree with your comment there just because, uh, again, I don't know. If, if they have to be led by a clown, I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> I digress. And again, it does come to that point. If the numbers game does come, I do hope Anthony Gangon is ready for that, which I know he will be. Again, there's a reason why he is Dr. Sleep. He has Bryn. He has held championships everywhere he goes. He continues to currently hold multiple championships at this point. And again, going in this after a matchup with the Ultimo Dragon that Saturday night, I know he's looking to win Mm -hmm. not one, but two matches this weekend. Bear in mind, um, what's interesting, but the one aspect of this match we haven't touched on yet is that this is the first of the three television title tournament matches we have. And even though, both of these men do have a fight on their hands. They are actually in the more enviable position. Yes, as it is as a, a full singles match here. This is a one, as you said, one fall singles match as opposed to our next match. Yeah, let's get is... into this one because this is going to be interesting as it will be a triple threat matchup here in this television title tournament as we will see the current MLW middleweight champion, the deaf fighter himself, Akira, 
going head to head with the infinite man himself, T-I-M. And then they will both be facing former the for, oh my god, sorry about that. I, I, I drew a blank on the name of the of the uh, medallion here. Oh my god. But there we go. That freestyle champion, the savage gentleman himself, Victor Benjamin, making his long-awaited return here. And I feel like he might be pissed because we have the wrong graphic there. Because he does want that better-looking fighter style of the Savage Gentleman. And he wants real deal there. So we both apologize. Um, well, all apologies to real deal. He is he is the best, and I will concede that note. But a lot of moving parts in this match. And I think a little bit more of a story going into this than I think anybody realizes. Because you have three men in this match. Akira, Tim, and Victor Benjamin who in their last time in a Catalyst ring all came up short to some degree. Akira fell short to O'Shea Edwards in their Sapphire television title match. Tim came up short in the six-man scramble. And Victor Benjamin, many moons ago, lost that freestyle championship medallion back yep. to Ghost Shadow back at Real Folk Blues. So I'm sure any one of these guys would love the opportunity to fight for television title gold once again or just fight for a championship in general. And uh, one cannot ignore, of course, the uh, war of worlds the between uh, Akira and Victor Benjamin this past week and on Twitter, which has been a delight to read. <laughs> I, I just want them to continue this Twitter war. Because it's like, just seeing them there, it's like, imagine what's going to happen when they finally step into that ring on Sunday, though. And then you add, though, another element in the Infinite Man TIM, who, again, is looking to continue to prove why he should be in that same level as the notorious 187 homicide, as the same level as Jack Evans, and so many more to that degree. He feels like he's just, he's still not being given that proper respect here. And again, yeah. winning this championship tournament, it's hard to argue that maybe he's right. And again, a great caliber athlete. If you guys haven't checked out, please check out that last event here, the Catalyst anniversary, because you got to see what TIM could do. And again, it's just, it's insane. The moves and just what he does when he's in that squared circle. You have three guys who are fixing to snap yeah. any time now, because you can only lose so many times before it really starts to take a toll on you mentally. And you have three guys here who are very prideful, very game to do whatever it takes to win. And three men who do not mind hitting someone as hard as humanly fucking possible to get what yeah. they want. So I would expect I, if you adored the triple threat matches of, of night of late nineties, ECW of then this will be for you because I guarantee that this is going to be more than likely in my opinion, the match of the night. It definitely could be. And again, you have those styles of the deaf fighter in there. Akira is definitely no stranger to bring in that fight mentality. He's ready to do whatever it takes to get that victory here. And then you have, again, the infinite man, TIM, who brings just another just style into that ring. And then the savage gentleman, a true fighter, if you will. And it's it's one of those where these three are going to do whatever it takes. And then for savage gentleman, he does have a little bit of advantage. having the real deal in his quarter here. Will that play a factor? You're going to want to be there this Sunday if you haven't already, get your tickets to make sure you're there because you're going to want to see this first round of this tournament that will conclude for Sunday with this final four-way match that I still... Th there's so much going on here, but let's let's get into it, Ben. Oh, because, because... I'm, I'm here. 
Let, um, I'll, you know what, Ray? I'm going to give you an early birthday present and help you with this one just a little bit. So what do we have going on here? So let's take it. Let's start from the let's start from the right. Let's do it manga style. Let's take it from okay. right to left here. So on the right, we have Casey Navarro, who has recently returned from a long sabbatical away from Catalyst Wrestling. He's gone out into the world, the weird and wild world of professional wrestling. Wink. And uh, has very much made a name for himself. Long gone are the days of Kid Christian. And Casey Navarro is a very well-established name within the independence. He's young. He's brash. He's got a little bit of a cocky attitude on him. But hey, that's to be expected when you're this successful, hey, it's, this it's young. it's worked for him, though. Because he's currently walking into this as a champion. Currently reigning and defending Warrior Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. So I, I got to give it to, to, to KC here. It, it's worked out for him. Mm-hmm. But continue. I will say, though, Casey might have one bit of hindrance going into this match, and that is how well can you wrestle when you constantly have to be looking over your shoulder? Because last time he came into contact with, I guess he goes by the name Dark STG. I don't think we fully know what he is. The the prevailing rumor being that this is somehow Steve Gipke that has not been I, confirmed and denied yet outside of the outside of the accusations made by Allison Danger. And the rest I don't of think the it's Gipke. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it. And I, I asked Gino uh, Gods because Gino is good friends with Gipke. He he doesn't think so well, either. And again, it's, it's I can see, I'm not a conspiracy person, but it's like I could see it. I need to see like some yeah. evidence first. But hey, you never know. Who knows where any of these fuckers come from? But that's not the only story going on here there's a bit of another element in play here and that is the man to the left of kc which is bah, your mom bobby orlando and of course bobby jr in tow as always and this is going to be both very interesting and very awkward because this is going to be the first time that kc and bobby orlando will have shared a catalyst wrestling ring with each other since november of 2021 and why do i say that specifically because that was the night where bobby orlando and the rest of the now defunct hot boys international turned on casey navarro kicking him out of the group before later that night aligning with colby carino to form the business so what's going to happen here will the threat of jack evans and this mystery opponent be too great and will they be forced to have an impromptu hot boys reunion or uh, will payback be a bitch for Bobby Orlando? So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Moving to the left, we have the wild card. Oh, so that, that isn't just vacant? Vacant is official? No, 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 no. I don't, listen, listen, Catalyst Wrestling can do a lot of great things. We have a lot of good support. We have a lot of good sponsors. I don't think we can afford vacant. Oh, let's be honest. He follows me on Twitter. Like, it's, 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 we could try to hit him up, get him a, get him a booking. Like, vacant's held every title. Yes. It, it, it just... Yeah, he's held every title. He's lost every title. He's been everywhere, done everything. He's been over. But no, for it has been made years. official on Sunday night. Yeah. The final entrant there will be named out of a hat. So it is interesting because it now adds to the question of who could it possibly be? Could it be someone already a part of Catalyst Wrestling? Could it be someone we haven't seen ever in a Catalyst Wrestling ring? It's, well, how do we talking here? Are we talking to Top Hat? Are we talking to Stetson? Are we talking to Sombrero? Are we talking? Uh, are we talking well, about Bowler Hat? We're, we we're in here? Brooklyn, so I would hope it's a Yankee fitted. But fair enough. We, okay, we might know, have to oh, borrow one from Carter Mason. I know he has a, a okay. he has a collection so we'll, we'll of Yankee fitted. Fitted on him, and uh, not to be forgotten, the fourth and final participant in this matchup, and 
I don't even know if we need to give this guy an introduction. It's none other than Lucha legend uh, Jack Evans, accompanied by Julius Smokes, my unk. I, I, I'm sorry, but I definitely I'm making sure I clip that because Ben's attempt at doing is, uh, yeah, but just was that a bird shirt, Benny? <laughs> Again, again, you made fun of my GM thing. I had to make fun of something. But um, no, again, seeing this is still wild to think in the same matchup, we are going to see Jack Evans from the heavens here and Casey Navarro truly going to be that that just high-flying clash that I can't wait to see. You add the element of Bobby Orlando and Casey, what will happen there. Then this mystery comp- competitor here that I can't wait to see who is it going to be determined you add the element of now Unk around the ring. And also, we can't forget Bobby Jr. Bobby Jr. is wild. Bobby Jr. might do some stuff. We never uh-huh. know. Listen, listen up. Bobby Jr. He's a wild card. He's what you got to be worried of. There's always been a rumor for the last few years that that's a loaded goat. I don't know if I fully believe that. But Bobby Jr. is a veteran of this business. He's put in the time. He's put in the miles. But you know what? I, I, I don't know if I fully trust him. Let's look into his history. Bobby. What 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 does ta- what does taxes look like? Bobby Jr. Does he pay his taxes? I don't what, know. The, what if What's Bobby Orlando does win the championship? Are they now co-champions? Is that how that works? Yeah, you know what? Well, who knows? Perhaps they'll have something to take home with them when they yeah. if they. Okay, win, we'll, so. we'll talk to Bobby Whatever. Orlando. We'll try to get to the bottom of that. But again, that is going to be your round one of the tournament. And again, it's a stacked tournament so far. The thing, what we will see in the in the upcoming round. You're going to want to wait and see. But from that, let's now go into a true just... To me, it's a dream match here just because I grew up watching both of these guys and seeing the amazing stuff they've done, not only for the industry, but just in their careers in general. Let's go into this one here as it will be the continuation of the Notorious 187's feud here with the Tri-State Saints as this Sunday at a brave new world, it will be the Notorious 187, the independent wrestling legend himself, Homicide, going head-to-head with Deshaun Pratt. It is going to be the Prince of Camden representing the Tri-State Saints here. And this is a matchup that it's just, especially for Brooklyn, especially for New York, it's one of those where this is a matchup that is just rooted in so much history here, Ben. Like, and there's there you you can honestly take the floor on this one because you probably understand the inner workings and the history of this far better than I ever could. But even from my perspective, this is just going to be a phenomenal matchup because it's almost uh, it's almost even pointless at this point to say that Homicide is worth his weight in gold. I know this, you know this. Everybody watching the show knows it. Um, if you um don't have respect for uh, the work of Homicide at this point, get the fuck out of the business. I'm going to say that with impunity, and I mean that. That's a shoot. Uh, that man has never given anything less than 110%, and uh, he's going to bring it this weekend. That being said, Deshaun Pratt, he's also uh, one of the most consistent professional wrestlers I've seen in recent time. Uh, he has that killer instinct. He has that ability to turn it on when he needs to. And ever since arriving in Catalyst, he it's also been 110% from him. So, And you have to imagine someone like Deshaun Pratt, who likely grew up in the shadow of people like Homicide, like his mentors in the Tri-State Saints, that... He's very like, even though he's, you know, grateful for the tutelage of people like T.O. Mac, like Black G's, you'd imagine he wants to break out of that mold and he wants to establish his own foothold in the world of professional wrestling. And 
what would be a better way to do that by beating the notorious one? Which this is one thing that we I've had multiple conversations with Deshaun Pratt about is that I feel like Unk does not give himself enough credit. And this is why I called this match truly a, especially for NYC, a dream match here because Unk deserves that same respect as well. But though he came that generation right after, he is another one that has been around, if not as long as a lot of these guys as well. He was around that generation of JAP. He was around that generation of CZW that it came into a factor of him being, again, a, a guy that a lot of us have studied. I studied what him and Ophidian were doing in the Osirian portal, seeing what these guys were able to do. And again, homicides, credentials, it, 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 the list is too long that we would have a whole other podcast I have to talk about. So seeing these two go at it is going to be a matchup that for anyone, even in that locker room, should be watching this Saturday to see truly a great contest because these two are going to give it everything for that Brooklyn crowd in front at Chilos. And to see where this would go, though, I want to see what's going to happen afterward because I know Homicide and the Saints are still not done. And it's one of those where I know Homicide was able to call some help with the main event. It's one of those, will we see Homicide have to call even maybe some more friends to finally put an end to this? So You never know. You but never know. from that, let's now go into this next contest. that I feel like I, I, I would think I wouldn't be mistaken to call this possibly the semi-main event of the night here, as it will be the former, and it's insane to have to call him that, the former Callous Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, the All-Father Wrestling's richest prize, Mr. Darius Carter, going head-to-head with the leader here of the Beaumayer, Alex Kane. The suplex assassin himself makes his Callous Wrestling debut. And again, he's another one that has an insane weekend. He could be walking into Sunday as the winner of the best of the best. Again, it's tournament rich in history, a still prestigious tournament here in the independent circuit that Alex Kane is looking to possibly go out this weekend just with a clean sweep. And going against Darius Carter, though, that's a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do, especially, here's the thing. Alex Kane is a very dangerous man. Let's not put that down. You only need to see his work recently in MLW for evidence of that. He's he lives up to his name. He lives up to the what bomb what, what the bomb actually means because he will go in there and he will fucking kill you. And if this were any other opponent, I would say, oh, this is not this is going to be no context. I wouldn't even give it thirty seconds. But Darius Carter is not a normal professional wrestler, and he's not a normal man either. So you have a guy here who winning and being the best is everything to him. And the last time he was in a ring, that all came crashing down. He is now a former champion. Darius Carter doesn't lose very often. And when he does, he doesn't often acknowledge it. So you'd have to acknowledge this is either a very shaken, very insecure, but simultaneously dangerous Darius Carter. I I, I don't want to cut you off, Ben, but I have to just for one second... Because I, I, I get the factor of, is it, I don't think the rest of that statement is true. I feel like the one thing we have to look at is Darius is a dangerous Darius Carter walking into this. I don't feel like he's insecure because Darius Carter is that competitor 
that once he does suffer a loss, it's now, okay, I need to reevaluate, but now I'm coming in with a whole different level. And it's one of those, when we talk about wrestling, is always a man that has nothing to lose is very dangerous. And now he no longer has that championship to lose. Now Darius Carter is back on that climb, and this is a very dangerous Darius because we saw the last time Darius was on a run like this, he was very, he was undefeated for the longest time, Benny. So it's one of those now that he it's won. like Alex Kane might unfortunately be the first victim in this new regime of the All-Father. We will certainly have to wait and see. But like you said, a hungry Darius Carter is a dangerous one. And with all that out of the way, I think it's time. Oh, wait, hang on if I can do this properly. Well, I think there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. And what a main event this will be. Because, again, we talked about Darius Carter being the former Kyle's Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Because this man is now your new Kyle's Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. And he is no normal man. He is the big bad kaiju O'Shea Edwards defending that Catalyst Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against the baddest of all time. The leader, the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor. And this is truly, that that, that phrase is thrown around a lot. The, a Haas fight. This is one that it's our main event, but it's going to be that true just barn burner here. Ben, you could start off with this one. Wow. So you have O'Shea, you have O'Shea Edwards, somebody who fought for a very long time to get to where he is currently. You can only imagine that this must be um, this must be spectacularly cathartic for him because finally, after all that time, defeating Darius, this person who, for as much as Darius pretended to have O'Shea's best interest at heart, it was always, I'm going to keep you just to the left of me so that you don't ever catch on and kick my ass. And eventually, the worst thing that could have ever happened to Darius Carter was O'Shea Edwards realizing he didn't need the Carter group anymore. And to see him hold those two belts up, at the at the anniversary show was a very gratifying moment for anybody who's followed his career for the longest time and you know your first title defense as a new champion is arguably your most important and uh you know obviously if this were any other opponent i would say you know obviously give the edge to o'shea and especially in his first outing but again like a lot of other things on this card it ain't so simple because this is not just a normal opponent it's shane taylor a man who knows o'shea very, very well. The words "Ring of Honor," "Ring a Bell" to anybody. It's, you know what? It's it's insane for O'Shea because again, we talked. You talked about that. You talked about the Carter Group, and it's been that proving ground for O'Shea. Which again, O'Shea is not a man that needs to prove anything to any of us. We've seen what O'Shea Edwards can do in that squared circle, but he was able to, in order to win this Catalyst Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, defeat a man that again he was following. And now, again, he steps into there with someone he's followed into war countless of times in the Shane Taylor uh, promotions in Shane Taylor. And this is one we've seen 
the promos from both O'Shea. We've seen the promos from Shane Taylor. And they, they share that common brotherhood here. They share that common respect. But we know when it comes to Sunday, when it comes to Chilos, when it comes to a brave new world, when that bell rings, the respect factor is going out the window. This is truly going to be that fight. And I wonder, though, will O'Shea prove that Shane Taylor led him well, but this is now the time of the kaiju. This is why he is a real-life kaiju here. Again, that word kaiju, it means that monster. It means that just gigantic specimen. Is O'Shea Edwards going to be able to prove that against Shane Taylor? Because, again, Shane Taylor is continuing to do what they set out in STP. He's continuing to do it now in Ring of Honor. He's doing it in that bigger stage. O'Shea Edwards wants to prove, hey, I was following you, but I was a centerpiece of what you did. I, You built me, but you don't get to destroy me either. You don't get to, as much as I respect you, you don't get to come into a company that I am now responsible for representing on the posters in the main event. You don't get to make a fool out of me in my first matchup so when i say death to when he says death to all fake heavyweights you know i don't think he's calling his friend a fake heavyweight but he is saying you can't don't get in my way otherwise you're going to see the repercussions and again, this, so you know as as daunting of a prospect as shane taylor is i'm going to have to give it to this is one where again it could go either way i'm glad this isn't the the prediction show here because this is definitely a match where i definitely could not predict what could possibly happen here because again that moniker, though, O'Shea is definitely looking to prove that he wants to make this championship a heavyweight championship here. Again, that moniker, Death to Fake Heavyweights, is because he feels like this championship needs to be fought with guys like this. A matchup like this is truly that heavyweight title fight. This is one of those where it's like, again, the best way I can explain it, it, it truly is going to be that heavyweight title fight. Again, it brings to that time of like the Ali's. The, the the Tysons, it's that fight feel that you want to see. And these two, again, when that bell rings, you're going to feel it all the way from Chilos all the way to Bushwick, all the way to Bedside, do or die. And this is that fight that you want to see. These two are going to leave everything out there. We will see who truly will be the heavyweight champion when that bell you, rings. When you sit there, when the, when the, before that main event, before, before the bell rings for that main event, you go to that bar, you get two of the biggest, heaviest drinks you can, and you sit your ass down and you watch it. Get yourself some tacos, get a drink, because this one is going to be, we, we the, the term can't miss matchup gets thrown around in wrestling a lot these days. Sometimes, sometimes warranted, sometimes not. And I think we can both safely say that this is a can't miss matchup this whole show is a can't miss event so if you have not gotten your tickets yet please go to www.catalystwrestling.com go to the catalyst wrestling social media one of the graphics we used on our show tonight use the qr code please get some tickets there are tickets left get your spot here don't don't stand no, definitely your you're gonna want to be seated because again this is going to be a stacked night and again you might have your seat and just jump out of it all night but hey Make sure you get those tickets because you're going to want to be able to enjoy You're going to buy a seat and only use the edge. <laughs> get your seat. Get your tickets. Be there. Again, go have a nice drink at the bar. Get yourself some of those duck tacos. Trust me, you're going to want the duck tacos. But, again, it's a great night, a great time at Catalyst Wrestling. But like Benny said, make sure you go follow Catalyst Wrestling on all their social media so that way you stay up to date with all things Catalyst Wrestling, not only Brave New World, 
but the next events to come because, again, the summer is here, so we're back in Chilos, and it's going to be a great time. But also, right, now that we're here, make sure you go follow Benny as well. Stay up to date with all the things Ben's doing because, again, not only is he doing the amazing things with Catalyst Wrestling, but also he's still working on his own projects as well. Can't wait to see when that next documentary comes out. That I feel like just to, to say, I feel like we talked about someone you might be doing one on very soon. Oh, Am yeah. I not mistaken? Uh, what about that Akira fellow? I happen to be uh, making a little documentary about him that you'll be seeing uh, quite hopefully within the, within 2023. I uh, will more than likely be, you'll, you'll see me around on Sunday, more than likely getting footage of his sure to be show stealing matchup against Tim and Victor Benjamin. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Follow my YouTube channel. You can find me there at Benjamin Falbo on the YouTube. I do a lot of different things. I do video essays, documentaries, reactions, all kinds of different things. It's basically an ode to everything that I love. So, you know, there'll be wrestling content there as well. So definitely get on that. Um, yeah. And as far as other stuff coming down the pipeline, we're just going to have to wait and see. But uh, right now you can, I'm usually doing my work for over at the fine people at Gas Digital, my YouTube channel, and of course, with the fine people at Catalyst Wrestling. Much love to Matt and Lee. Uh, please don't fire us. <laughs> Definitely not. But again, it's always one of those where it's pro this podcast is probably... Well, again, it's, it, it's one of those. Hey, well, I'm a GM now. I, don't, I could get fired. It's okay. I'll be over there making calls on my own. <laughs> but no, again, thank you guys so much for watching. Please, if you haven't already, go get your tickets. Because again, look at this stacked event that we talked about today it, it's one of those where every match truly is going to be can't miss you're going to want to be there and again even this main event alone should make you want to get your tickets right now and again it's going to be just an insane 2023 with Cal. so ben thank you so much again for joining me brother this has been a pleasure we got to break down everything here and everyone watching please don't forget to always be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people, respect the craft, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. And